The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back to this Monday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. I will say I apologize that I didn't get one up Thursday and Friday. I usually, when I am got my schedule change, I usually record ahead of time, and that way they get published, and I just did not do that last week. And so I, I will try to try and make sure that if I'm out of the office or other things going on, that I will schedule these ahead of time. So I apologize I didn't get that done Thursday or Friday. And so this week we'll hopefully do better. Again, we're back in Matthew chapter 2. If you're following along with us as we're working our way through the book of Matthew, verse by verse, and uh, we're just going to go through and study the life of Christ from Matthew's perspective. And I hope it's an encouragement. I hope you had a great day yesterday. If you're a part of us at Grace Baptist Church, but we had a great day as we celebrated our 17th birthday as a church. Uh, Pastor Andy was here yesterday, did a great job. It was just a blessing to see God's hand upon our ministry and a great time and celebrating after the service yesterday. And I just enjoyed spending time with our church family. Hope you did as well. Matthew chapter 2. Uh, we've been, again, walking through. It's easy to see this as the Christmas story, but we want to make sure that we see as much of the theology and as much of what it means to us from our Christian foundation as it does necessarily mean towards the aspect of the Christmas story. So really be able to see it from a non-seasonal perspective. So we got done with the idea. We just started talking about the first half, the first few verses, where the wise men that came from the east, um, a lot of different debates over that, uh, but talk about you know what area they came from. But they came from the east, seeking the truth. They're following the star. And here's where we're going to look a little bit. We understand why it took them so long to get there and why we get a little understanding of how old Jesus was at this time when it took place. Uh, but they just got done. They went to see Herod. And then Herod, uh, through, the wise, uh, through some of the historical books, sent them to Bethlehem. And then he said, of course, come back and see us. Um, so back to verse 7 for context, and then we'll pick up from there. He said, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And when he had sent, and he, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. When they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Now we know in the story that Herod's uh, trickery here was an evil man. And so he says, you know, when did the star appear? He's looking to find out all the details about it, looking to know this is the new king coming, things of that nature. And uh, he was afraid of this. Remember, he was not really a rightful king. He was placed there by Rome. And uh, he was afraid that this would be an uprising. And Herod was known. Talk about this. When he was upset, all of Israel, all of Jerusalem became upset with him. And so he sends them out. He said, he goes, I want to come worship too. We know for the fact that that is not at all what he wanted to do. He had no intention to go worship. He intended to eliminate this potential political threat. Anyway, these men took off and they found him. They found this star. Now, this star had appeared uh, when Jesus was born, and now they're still following this star. 
Now, we come back and we say that we believe the journey took about two years. We believe that we that Jesus was two years old. And let me give you a, a quick understanding of why we believe Jesus was two years old. Number one, we know that Jesus was no longer in the stable. Jesus was in a house. So he'd been there for a period of time enough to get some level of housing. But the other thing is, Herod asked what time the star appeared, which happened upon his birth. And then later on, we'll talk about the idea that when Herod found this to be a threat, what does he do? He then kills all Hebrew babies two years and younger. Well, in doing that, we have a pretty good understanding that Jesus at this point is approximately two years old, uh, at least in the, and they realize it could have been, and so they said, we don't know who this man's going to be, so we'll just kill all children two years and younger. By the way, it's intriguing that you see a bit of the picture of Moses. Uh, Moses was sent uh, as a deliverer of Israel. He ended up living in the palace because his mom didn't want to kill him, so she put him into the Nile and ended up being reared by a member of the uh, Pharaoh's house. We see a similar aspect here. We see a similar thing that happened with, with him is that later we learn that Joseph and Mary left to get out or get away from this similar persecution against the Hebrew people. But let's go ahead and take a little bit and look at the aspect of the worship that we see. Um, there's two forms of worship that we see given to Jesus by these Eastern wise men. Uh, the first thing is they gave themselves. They worshiped. Uh, so it says... Um, Verse 11, it says, And when they come to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshipped him. So the first thing is they fell and worshipped. Now, do you find it intriguing that if you study this, you'll notice that they did not give the same homage to Herod. They did not treat Herod the same way. They saw Herod as a political ruler. They understood a bit of probably the politics. Either way, they did not place Herod at the same level of importance as that they did Jesus. So the first thing you see is they gave of themselves. And the second thing you're going to see, then they gave of gifts. Um, then it says, and they opened up their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now we, we have a general understanding that there's, there's come some significance beside these three different gifts. Gold, talking about the royalty that was attached to the reality of who Jesus was. Frankincense dealt with the worship, the odor that went to God, and so it was the aspect of his, the worship of who he was as God. Then number three, myrrh. Um, dealt with the idea of his death. It was something that was often used for embalming. And so they talked, they, the prophecy. So you see, um, you know, see his, his royalty, you see his divinity, and then you see his ultimate prophesied death. And you see all three of these in this. Um, and that's the prophecy. At least that's what we see through Scripture. Now let's take a moment and talk about this idea of the area of worship. Um, uh, we did this yesterday. I loved it. We, you know, we have a great time of worship. We talk about, we sing God's praises. And by the way, I think it's absolutely important to do. Uh, God talks an awful lot about music and scripture. And he talks an awful lot about one of the primary premises of music is worship to him. Um, and in some cases, you can see how Satan has twisted it to really bring it to the wrong case in a lot of situations. But that was the original premise. It's what God wants us to do with it is use it. Uh, it's one of, the, one of the reasons he gave us music was to worship him. But, I, you know, as we enjoyed that yesterday, and we enjoy when you go to church on Sunday, hopefully enjoying a great time of worship as you sing forth the praise. Let me encourage you, sing out. I know some of you don't know the song, learn the song, but sing out. Being able to learn it and to sing out God's praises unashamedly. Wow, what a great opportunity to be able to be part of that. I enjoyed that yesterday. So we just heard the church sing out, and uh, we love that, unashamedly and great worship. Uh, so we understand that's part of that. But you know, there's another part where they gave themselves. Worship goes so much more than just an outward performance in a 
group scenario and in, in, in a church scenario where we sing because everybody's doing it uh, worship is about me singing it's about me proclaiming but worship is about me giving giving of myself to the lord and that's going to be giving of the money god's given to me it's going to be giving of my time that god has given to me giving of my talents uh, we would simply say that worship is giving of my times talent and treasures to god uh, because one, he's given them all. He's given me my money. He's given me the ability to earn the money that I have. He's given me everything that I have. He's giving me my talents and he wants to advance me on those talents if I use them. And by the way, how do we advance our talents? Use them. Use the gifts I've been given now. And in while using those gifts, God will then expand them and give me more. And uh, now we understand seasons change. And so as seasons in your life change, so should how you use your gifts and your gifts will grow as you gain maturity to gain knowledge and different opportunities to use them. But you're not going to see your talents grow and expand unless you're using them where you have right now. So what is it God's gifted you to do and use it? Be engaged. That's what God wants us to do. And frankly, we're not using our gifts and our, ta our talents, our treasures, and our, our time. We're not using those three things the way God wants us to do if we're not putting them back into service of God at church, in our community, but using it for God. You know, great, we can use those things for ourselves to pay our bills and to, to earn money and things of that nature. Great. But the ultimate purpose he gave those things was to invest back into the kingdom, invest back into him. And may that be what we do. So if we can learn anything from them is not only these wise men gave money, they worship themselves. And may that be the same thing we do, and may we take of that. This week, may we take time to worship the Lord. Think about the message yesterday. Think about the truths of the music that was chosen yesterday. Think about the truth of what God's done, and don't let it end there. Don't let it end yesterday. Let it carry on throughout the week. Uh, we talk about meditating, and Joshua talked about that, meditating day and night. The idea of meditating is not simply just reading something. It's thinking about the truths over and over. So dwell this week on what we learned yesterday. Dwell in what can I do? How can I grow in what I've learned from what I heard yesterday in church? Well, thanks again for joining us uh, today and giving me a chance to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. Hope it's an encouragement. Again, we'll try every time to have something out each day this week, and we hope it's an encouragement. Hope it's a help. We appreciate you joining us. If it's a blessing to you, share it with your friends. Share it on social media. Uh, we are trying to create, uh, connect more people to our new YouTube channel, so if you've not subscribed to it, we encourage you to do that way. When we add these things, you'll know what's there. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.